Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm always interested in people who get off whatever the beaten track is that they've been beating and decide to do something else with their lives because that's what I did in my 40s and that's why I'm talking to you right now. Uh, I'm going to introduce to you a very funny, a very funny voice, Alicia Fernandez Miranda, who wrote a wonderfully charming book called My What If Year with um, one of these fascinating, I'm getting off the track and seeing what life is like if I just open myself to the spirit of adventure. Alicia, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Hello. Hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that you are a fellow pivoter. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. I actually, I used to lecture all the time on second thoughts, second chances, which I thought was a great title of a lecture myself. Second thoughts Amazing. and second chances. Yeah. So, uh, Alicia, so you identify yourself as a Cuban Jew. Your dad's Cuban. Your mom's Jewish. You were raised in Miami. You're hilariously funny, and you're charging people 600% as a markup on Kool-Aid at your lemonade stand. So we already know yep. who you are. But, Alicia, tell us about, just begin with the beginning and your driven nature to get into Harvard. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, you know, I have this diary that I kept when I was eight years old, and I filled out almost nothing in it except it said on the front page, you know, what is your goal? And I just wrote my goal was to go to Harvard. I don't even know how I knew about Harvard. (laughs) I didn't know anybody that went to Harvard. I must have, like, seen it on TV and heard that it was the best, and that was always what I wanted to do. I had to be the best. I had to strive. I was, like, from that very early age, such an ambitious kid, and I just had this idea of success in my head. And I got on the track and I kept running towards it until I got to the point where I did have, as you said, second thoughts and wanted to take second chance. So, and Alicia, I love that you're standing online for Les Mis and you find out you get into Harvard. And what I love about that is that we have many things in common, uh, among which is I, my obsession with Broadway shows. And my first radio show in college was actually called Showstoppers, where I would play these unheard, you know, elements of the soundtracks 
the forgotten songs I that I want people to know about. You know, maybe uh, Extraordinary from Pippin instead of Corner of the Sky. You know, things that I felt that people yes. had to have because that's what was going to make their life richer and more exciting. And so I think that we're kindred spirits, both of us, in our love for Broadway musicals. So tell us about tell us about being in this Georgian mansion in London, this extraordinary life that you have earned, no one has handed it to you, and having second thoughts about it. Where did that come from and why? You know, I think it was partly getting ready to turn 40 and that being like a big life stage. I think it was partly the fact that my twins uh, were eight years old at the time when I really started thinking about going off and doing these internships at the jobs I'd always wanted to do. And, you know, finally they were in school. They were, you know, more or less able to like dress themselves and be like functioning humans. And it was sort of the first time in years that I had had the opportunity to think, okay, where am I and what do I want? And am I happy where I am? And I was shocked to find that when I really probed myself with that question, the answer was, no, I'm not happy. I need to be doing something different. I'm feeling this weird emptiness inside and feeling very guilty, by the way, that that was what I was feeling because I should have just been happy with what I had. And so, you know, this idea of going to explore the what ifs of my past, these jobs I always wanted to do, these paths I always wanted to take but never did, it started kind of creeping into my head slowly, and then it sort of became the only voice I could hear. It became this thing I had to do. It was going to make everything better, and it was going to change my whole life. But here's the thing. We're chatting with Alicia Fernandez, Miranda. Uh, by the way, any relationship to Lin-Manuel Miranda? Uh, no, sadly not. It's my husband's last name anyway, so. <laughs> okay, just wondered. Just wondered if they, I know, but I meant like if any, even for, through family. I figured with the musical theater connection, I had to ask. But anyway. Um, we, are, we, are not, we are not related, but he, he actually completely, through no relation, is a, is a friend. <laughs> is he really? Oh, that's, that's too funny. We have the same last name. Oh, that's known, too funny. I've known his wife forever for 20 years, so. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's a well-known lawyer, and I just thought, that's too funny. That Okay. So, Alicia, I want to hear a little bit about this business that you started with your husband that you describe as something that had great social impact, but also gave you yourself a pretty nice upper-class, upper-middle-class lifestyle. What was it that you were doing that then you decided you were dissatisfied with? So, I had spent my entire career working in the philanthropy space, which basically means uh, I was a consultant to big companies, helping them give away their money. So usually they'll put that money in a foundation and then they need to find something good and charitable to do with it. And so helping them figure out where to put that money, how to make it have a good impact, but also make sense for the business. Um, And then also helping wealthy individuals and families do that and then big foundations. So, you know, really thinking through what are the problems of the world? How are you best placed to solve them? And, you know, how can we bring those things together? Uh, And so being hired as a consultant to give advice to these organizations and tell them what to do. So I, I had done that from very early in my career and kind of continued moving up and up and up the ladder and then set up this business with my husband that was doing that. So very much, you know, a company that was purpose-focused and doing really, really great work, which frankly made it even harder to think, oh, God, why am I not happy doing this wonderful thing? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I don't understand. I I mean, you're already doing good. So, like, what was missing? 
You know, I think that that will always be part of my life, um, and I will always have a special place in my heart for the philanthropy world. And I still, um, you know, we still own the company, even though I don't run the day-to-day, and I still sometimes help out various clients with different things. And, you know, so I, I had all of that. What was really hard was that it was very difficult to figure out what was missing, because when I sort of wrote it all down, if I, like, made a pro-con list or I said, okay, this is what's happening in my life, everything looked like it should be. Yeah. Perfect. It yeah, really did. It, did. Yeah. it was all of those things. And I and I just couldn't get rid of this feeling. And I think that it almost made it worse. It was like if something really difficult had been going on, if I was working for a boss that I hated or my husband was a total jerk or, you know, there was something I could pinpoint it on, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And it was really hard for me as a person who's always, you know, my whole job was to go in, find a problem and solve the problem. And here I was. And I just, I, I couldn't figure out what the problem was, and I had no idea how to solve it. And it, it was really depressing, you know. I was just upset. I was crying in the mornings. I just felt kind of listless, and I just did not know why. And it was, you know, it really took this kind of big life change to get me out of that position where I felt, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I really have to do something about it. Were your kids and husband supportive of you? My kids, uh, you know, they, it was like a little strange for them. <laughs> not, it was not something that the other moms on the playground were going to do. Um, they did not love the fact that it involved me kind of leaving for periods of time to go and have these adventures. They definitely missed me. Um, but now that it's all said and done, I think they are really proud. And sometimes I overhear them in conversations talking about, well, you know, I don't have to decide what I want to do for my job forever. I can just decide what I want to do first, and then I might try something different. And I love that. I feel like what a positive outcome that my kids see that there's a world of possibilities for them that they can do. My husband definitely needed some convincing at the beginning. There was a lot that he was going to have to take on, um, and he needed some time to cope with it. Also, this was a business we had started together, and so I think that was emotionally you know, hard for him to know that I wasn't happy doing this anymore. But to his credit, he really just stepped up. He took over. He was dropping the kids off at, you know, ballet and picking up dinner and doing all of those things that I had been doing. And he did it without complaining. And he was amazingly supportive. And at various times when I really wanted to quit because, gosh, a lot happened. You know, this took place during 2020. It was not an easy year. Right. And I just thought, nope. I can't keep doing it. I need to stop. This is ridiculous. You know, he was really the one pushing me and saying, no, you need to see this through. You have to see where this is going to take you. I believe that you can do this. And I don't think I would have been able to do it without him. In fact, I know I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
So tell us a little bit, because the book is all full of your adventures, My What If Year, a memoir by Alicia Fernandez Miranda, and you have a very, you have a funny voice. I, I love reading your, you're good, you're a good writer, uh, and it's a very relatable, <laughs> funny voice. I like it. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey to one of your loves and passions, which was the Broadway stage. Talk to us about that. What happened? That was like the dream of this whole project. So I have always loved musicals like you. I I think you should turn your X radio show into a podcast, by the way, because I would absolutely listen to those deep cuts of musicals like interesting. I would listen to it. I would love it. Um, You can have me on and I can talk about the Cape man, which is my favorite musical that really very few people. Paul Simon. Um, Really? I'll find it. Yeah, I saw it three times. I didn't even I, live in New York. I, I missed it. You know, he lived in New Canaan forever. I think they just sold their house finally. They, they, it took them a while to sell their house. But um, I never saw the Cape Man because it sort of opened and closed, and it's like, where did it go? I never saw it. It was like three months. It was, I mean, we, this, is, this is for our next recording, I think, Lisa. We've got to do a Cape Man episode of your new podcast. But, um, you know, I grew up loving musical theater. Un, you know, it, it was not typical that my dad, who's like a nice Cuban boy from Hialeah, was going to love musical theater, but he always loved it. My mom, you know, big, big Barbara Streisand fan, you oh, know, yeah. tried yes. to see Funny Girl when it, right. she was in it, couldn't get tickets. So I grew up with the tapes. I grew up listening to all the cast recordings. And, but it just never seemed like something, you know, that wasn't the path for me. That wasn't like a responsible job that was going to help me, you know, get the titles I needed and pay the money that I, that I pay me the money that I needed to be paid to achieve whatever this vision of success was that I had in my head. But every time I would go to see a musical, I would walk out of there just feeling like this is the thing that brings me the most joy. And at one point I had left uh, a musical with my husband. I think it was Kiss Me Kate uh, in London. We had gone to see it. And I walked out and I said, I would do anything to be part of this. I would Mm. get people coffee. I would fold the playbills. I would sweep the floors. I would clean the gum from under the seats. Like to just imagine sitting in a rehearsal and being part of a musical production. (sighs) And so it had always been something that I fantasized about. And, you know, I had this incredible, uh, like life-changing weekend with two of my girlfriends. We were drinking lots of martinis. And I told them about this idea, and they're like, yeah, you could go be an intern. You could be a 40-year-old intern. Why don't you Mm -hmm. go ahead and do this, and what else would you do, and what else would I do? And, you know, once I had kind of said it to them, and they didn't think it was the craziest thing they had ever heard, it started to really be an idea in my head. And I have to say that I owe so much of this to my friend, Laura. Her dad is John Weidman, the incredible theater writer, and Laura was my college roommate, one of my best friends since college. And she said, after that kind of drunken dinner, she said, or that drunken evening, she said, let me just ask my dad, like, write something about what you want to do. And I'll see if my dad knows of anybody looking for an intern or at the very least, you know, to let you shadow or sit in on rehearsals. And John, he was my guardian angel. He made that happen for me. He introduced me to his friends and they said, well, we don't really need you to come and do anything, but come on and see if you can make yourself useful. And so that's what I got to do. And what show were you doing it on? So I got to sit in on uh, Tech for Flying Over Sunset, which um, ended up opening in 2021 at Lincoln Center. In the Broadway By the way, Alicia, uh, James, Alicia, the oh, single yeah. worst show I've seen in many, many years. No offense. <laughs> okay. Was such a disaster and, and was so pathetically sad because I took somebody with me who had just flown in from Israel as his first show and he's only 17. 
and I, I kept apologizing to him. <laughs> Afterwards, I said, I owe you a ticket to a good show. What a misguided oh show. Gosh. But that's another conversation. That's, what a mis- what a ridiculous that's, show. That's a risk to take a first musical, you know, a, a brand new show. I mean, so, you know, they were just getting ready to open. Um, and so that was really just more of observing. There was not a lot for me to do besides kind of sit there and really just be in awe that I was part of a musical and sitting in on the tech process. True. Um, but I spent most of my time uh, with the classic stage company's production of Assassins that also opened off oh, I have not seen that. And I never saw that. I've never seen it. I've only heard it, but I've never seen it. I mean, Assassin's is like a weird show. It's a hard show to sell. And I'm a very uh, happy ending person. I like mm-hmm. Me too. The all, Me you too. know, I like the tap yeah. dancing numbers. I like yeah. the singing nuns. Like, yeah. I, that's what I'm into. And Assassin's yeah. is nothing like that. Okay. But, um... It was extra- it was extraordinary. Just an incredible cast. Uh, the legendary John Doyle directing, and um, you know, I I tried very very hard to make myself useful. I got people coffees. I swept the floor. I arranged the music stands. Um, but mostly, I just kind of sat there pinching myself, being like, "Oh my yeah. god, do I really you had get fun? To do this? Like you had fun. Yeah, you had fun. They're yeah. good. Yeah." And now you're in Scotland, Alicia. Is that where you are? Is that right? You're living in Scotland I, now? Yeah. So I've, I've lived in the UK for 15 years. Um, and moving up to Scotland was one of my big post-what-if-year changes. So I had been in London before that for a very long time. And we kind of gravitated up here for a slightly slower pace of life and to, you know, have some green space and have a new adventure. Um, and I love Scotland. I don't always love the weather because I am from Miami originally. And so sometimes... The winters are tough, mm-hmm. but um, it's just a wonderful place full of great people and amazing theater. I mean, we did our first amazing. Kind of oh, the fringe. The fringe is beyond belief. It was one of the great experiences of my life. I took my daughter to the fringe. Oh, my God. In August. It's a must. If you love theater, got to right, go to the gotta come back. You got to oh. come back, Lisa. Now you know somebody to come and see when you come. <laughs> I would love to, Alicia. It was one of the great Really, one of the great trips of my life was going to Scotland. We spent two weeks there. Joanna went to the St. Andrews program when she was 14. It was the first time it was offered. It was a summer program. And she oh, flew wow. there by herself. She, was, she had a great time. But I said, this is my excuse. This is my ticket. Because every year I do a mother-daughter trip with my daughter every, every year since she was four. And so I oh, said, I I'm, yeah, oh, yeah, love it. And so I went to Scotland. And uh, we ended up ending our vacation by going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which if you've never been to, is the most extraordinary theater festival on the planet, period, end. And you see five or six or seven shows a day. That's what's so amazing about it. And they're in caves. They're in crazy spaces. It's so cool. It's the coolest thing. It's so cool. It's so cool. And I'll, t- yeah. I'll just tell you, Lisa, that I one of my, um, you know, one of, one of the things that really came out of writing the book and having this what if year was really going back to things that sparked joy for me. And for me, that's musicals and that's, you know, singing. I sang for a, I sang acapella in college, I guess, you mm. know, so I joined a choir here in Edinburgh last year oh. and we performed in the fringe festival last summer, all Broadway songs. <gasps> and it was so much fun. So maybe if you come back to Fringe this summer, you can hear me again on stage with my choir singing some Broadway songs. I think you'd like our selections. Not I'm sure that I would. Pieces, no, I'm sure that I would. Well, it's a pleasure chatting with you. Keep writing. 
Keep living. Keep doing all of that. You have a beautifully gifted voice. I love it. The book is called My What If Year. Alicia Fernandez Miranda will be keeping in touch with you. And maybe I will start that podcast in, in, in my spare time. In my spare time, everything else do. I'm doing. I, I mean, yeah. call me up for a Cape Man episode anytime. <laughs> okay, will do. Thanks, Alicia. Thanks for coming on the show Thank today. Thank you, Lisa. Take All care. Right. Have a great day. You too. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.